I'm interested in using your dog as a stud. I am the proud owner of grand champion Astoria's Lady of Marseille, winner of the best of breed Edinburgh International Dog Show. I believe she is the best Briard bitch on the circuit today. <laughs> and I don't want to mate her with your dog, whose fine bones I couldn't help but notice as he um, fell down when he lifted his leg to pee. <laughs> Let's rock. Can I get a open? No Man presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Yeah, we are back for the season finale. My name is Al, and by the look of these shredded playboys, you know I'm ready to do this show, man. I'm Jamie, and I get an A for this podcast because I had very little raw material to work with. And I'm Dan, and I'm floating on an ocean of babes, and I need my fishnets. All right, man. (laughs) Yeah, here we are, the end of season five. What a great season it was. This is Buck the Stud. We are reviewing. Buck the dog has romantic designs on every bitch in the neighborhood, but dashes <laughs> Peggy and Al's hopes of becoming wealthy breeders when he refuses to court a pampered pedigree. This is season five, episode 25. Wow, that's three more episodes than a usual season has. Uh, director Jerry Cohen, writer Chip Johansson and John Rinker. Original air date, May 19th, 1991. We get a shot, a nice empty shot of the Bundy house, which I always like because I like to screen grab those and then I take a picture of me in similar lighting and then I (laughs) crop me out and put it in their house. (laughs) That's a lot of work. Yeah. I was thinking of selling, like getting a business going where I... Offer like uh, I for like fifteen bucks or whatever. If you send me a picture of yourself laying or sitting on your couch in the same angle as this screen grab of their house, I'll I'll put you in the Bundy house. You know, maybe just like <laughs> ten bucks or whatever. And I was gonna start selling that service to people. <laughs> Instead of the Al Bundy house, you'll put them in the Ted Bundy house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how like this Ted Bundy thing on Netflix is like a big uh, thing, and somebody switched it to uh, 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 Lacey even posted it right. She <laughs> the confessions of a shoe salesman, the Al yes. Bundy tapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started watching that though on uh, on Netflix. It's really good. I watched it. It's great. It's great, right? Yeah. Also. Um, done by Joe Berlinger, who did Blair Witch 2, who also did the um, Memphis 3 documentary. And the new Zac, Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie is also by him. Yep. Oh, wow. So I'm excited about that one. Yep. One thing I, I forgot to mention before we even start is the special guests of this episode is uh, Armin Schir- Shimmerman as Mr. Lovejoy. I think the guy who owns the other dog. Yep. Debbie Dunning is back as Bubbles. Jennifer Blank is Margie. Trey Shields is Bridget. Those are the chicks who are into Bud. Alan Pegg are cleaning up the crap in the backyard with the pooper scooper. This is an inconsistency, which is uh, sad. I'm sick of spending my day off scooping duty. <laughs> Damn dog. Why can't he use Marcy's yard like everybody else? In Married with Who, where Jefferson's first appearance and they get married in the Bundy's backyard, Marcy says, your backyard is Buck's toilet. And Al has the amazing comeback, no, your backyard is Buck's toilet. Well, it turns out Al was just joking. (laughs) Right. How sad is that? It's not really Buck's toilet. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't train Buck to go in there. Instead, he actually goes in his own backyard. Yep. So that's depressing. Should we have like a moment of silence for that joke not being real, authentic? (laughs) 
I think if uh, that were the case, if that applied to all the jokes on this show ever, uh-huh. we'd be sitting here for 20 minutes in silence. Yeah, we would. Al whips the bag of dog crap out of the door and hits a power walker. Like, wow. Oh, did you hear the audience reaction? Um, I thought that was funny. Why'd you bring the duty in the house? (laughs) For the fun part, Peg, watch this. (laughs) Sorry, man. I hit a power walker, Peg. Yeah. There's something else when Peg comes walking in in that little top. She says something, and I forget what she says, the first, like her very first line. And it was very funny. And there's a woman in the audience that laughs so funny. Like she, it was, it was just, it was, I don't know, it was great. Because that's what I love about right. live studio audiences is like the various reactions. It it doesn't all sound the same, like the typical hand <laughs> laughter. You get these. Right individual responses and that always sticks out to me and i thought that was hilarious but right yeah it gives it a great feeling like everyone's having a good time there and everything it's just a great vibe i i love it when uh that happens with uh stand-up comedy specials like i think to there's an anthony jeselnik one and he just dies right into the uh lady and it becomes like a 20 minute bit of her of him just messing with her because of her laugh you know yeah i'd be in trouble <laughs> yeah <laughs> Al and Peg run away as soon as this happens. Kelly and Bud immediately come down the stairs, too. Uh, so Al and Peg head off to the basement. Now, the power walker, as Bud's talking to Kelly and mentioning what, uh, how to know him is to love him, he op- the power walker rings the doorbell and socks the crap out of Bud <laughs> and then slams the door. That would have been funnier if they had some remnants on her, right? If <laughs> like a brown splatter mark on her clothes. <laughs> so Kelly wants to change Bud's fashion for a modeling school assignment. Bud puts on this bizarre jacket. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not like the other girls you know. I don't want to change your face or your body or your odious personality. Just give me a shot at your clothes. And what is wrong with my clothes, Kel? <laughs> Nothing, Yoda. Utini. Is that like the first words ever spoken on a Star Wars? <laughs> oh wait, that's the Jawas again. See, I'm getting the Jawas and the e- in the Ewoks mixed up again. Wow, I'm I'm so glad that you just Utini. said that because I would have totally. Wow. Let let me correct that. Nub nub. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> there you go. I'll I'll be sure to edit all that out. <laughs> So Bud realizes how horrible he looks and realizes it's time to change it up. Oh, God. I'm dressed like an action figure. Help. Help me. Shoot me. Dress me. There, there, Ewok. Just trust me. When I'm through with you, the only laughter that you're going to hear is when you're out of your clothes. Alan Pegg apparently had sex in the basement. Oh, Al, take me again. I didn't even know I was taking you then. I tripped on a box and then I thought the furnace fell on me. So Pegg gets a sex point. (laughs) Probably God personally delivering a plague. Excuse me. Is this magnificent beast yours? Yes, but she's very expensive. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, I meant the dog. Uh, no, no, I don't know that dog. dog. Chase it off alone. Well, um, if you could tell me whom he belongs to, it might be worth $10,000 to the owner. Ah, oh, look, Peg. That's our beloved family. <laughs> I'm interested in using your dog as a stud. Well, let me, let me ask the dog. What do you say, boy? Well, he's not the most attractive man in the world. He's got a kind face. It's not for me, you nitwit. It's for my dog. Oh, uh, 
for your dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peg, why don't you go upstairs and get Buck's jacket, his little collar, you know, his, his evening collar. Yeah, and maybe I better throw in his muzzle. We wouldn't want the other dog to get his hand bit. <laughs> perhaps I should explain. Yeah, perhaps you should do it from there. Al and Peg are so insistent that this guy is into bestiality. <laughs> right. I guess he is kind of strange looking, and I guess, I guess it's possible. Uh... I am the proud owner of Grand Champion Astoria's Lady of Marseille, winner of the best of breed Edinburgh International Dog Show. I believe. She is the best Briard bitch on the circuit today. <laughs> and I'd want to mate her with your dog. Buck is a Briard too. Yes. Obviously, so they don't want to mix the breeds or anything. They don't want mixed Briards. Briards. <laughs> I don't pronounce anything right. <laughs> $10,000 he's going to pay the Bundys to breed the two of these dogs. $10,000. Like, you could have just said 500 bucks, and they probably would have said yes. It, it seems like this would be a plot point that the Bundys actually seek out as opposed to it landing on their doorstep. Yeah, literally. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it landed on that lady. <laughs> so now Kelly's dope friends are from the modeling school, and they're here to check out Bud. I mean, these chicks could not be any hotter. God, what is taking him so long? Bud, come down here. The girls from my class are waiting. I'm not ready. Relax, Kel. What do you care about your grade? You're getting a cut of $10,000 from your dog anyway. Yeah, but I'm probably going to have to put that away for my old age. You know, the big 2-5 is not so far away. <laughs> Jenner, you just mentioned her, uh, Jennifer Blank. I didn't recognize her when I was watching the show, <clears throat> but when you said the name, I was like, whoa, is that her really? And then I thought, well, it could be because age-wise and everything, and it is. Now, who's that? Um, she is, uh, you guys would know her. There is a horror connection Ooh. from Among Friends, the uh, Daniel Harris movie. Uh-huh. She's married to Michael Bean. Yeah, the guy from Terminator. Yeah. And Wow. We know how I remember her. Mm-mm. She was in the famous Say by the Bell episode in season four, <laughs> Teen Line, when Zach was dating the girl in the wheelchair. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that episode. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> She was also in an episode of 90210, previous to the Married with Children episode. Mm-hmm. Zach Morris is trash. You know, uh, uh, Mark Paul Gosler is back in, in like, pop culture because of this show, the passage he's doing. Right. And people are interviewing him a lot now and stuff. He said he watches Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> How could you not? It's the greatest show ever. Yeah, I like the Christmas one that they recently oh did. Oh my god, I did, we just watched that uh, for Christmas. Yeah, I always, but I always made the joke when Zach gives the homeless guy three dollars and he, he goes, "Merry Christmas." He goes, "This will help." It's like it will. He just keeps giving the girl food. <laughs> yeah, all the potato chips. Yeah. yeah. So Jennifer Blank is a big deal. She has. Um, 83 acting credits. She's known for Dark Angel, The Night Visitor, The Divide, and The Farm. And this dude who owns the other dog, Armin Shimmerman, he has been in 194. He's known for Star Trek Deep Space Nine, The Hitcher, Ratchet and Clank Future, and Bioshock, which is a video game. So is the other thing. He's known for two video games. That's weird. Dude, I, I gotta be honest with you. He is... One of the most iconic villains of all time. Really? Who is he? If anybody watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he's literally the most vile principal ever. And wow. his story arc ends like so perfectly too. But um watching that show growing up, like I despise this guy. When he showed up at the door, it's like when you watch that 70s show and you see Red Foreman and all you see is him from like Robocop, you mm-hmm. know? Like just like to me That's who he is. It's just an iconic uh villain, yeah. And I think it's uh season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Principal Snyder. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. He was in X-Men 2, Rise of the Apocalypse, as uh, Toad and Zealot. 
Oh, video game. Never mind. Yeah, I was gonna he say. He does a lot of video game work for some reason. That's cool. Yeah. He, this guy makes a lot of money, man. Well, he has a voice that is very sniveling. Imagine, like, the money this guy has. Like, I'm scrolling through here, and we all know that every one of these jobs are paying. <laughs> right. It is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm going blind scrolling through all this. Uh, <clears throat> it's amazing. Uh, the other chick that's here is Debbie Dunning. Now... Tim, the two-man teller. Yeah, she was the hot girl in the episode Kelly's The Bounce. You know, Kelly bounces back with the car. Mm -hmm. And they're selling the Alante. The new Alante. (laughs) Yeah. Brought it back. She was Rochelle Alpert there. Now she's Bubbles. Um, She was the chick in the black tight dress in that episode. She kisses. She was the first one to kiss Bud in this episode. Yep. Yeah, she she was in Home Improvement. She was in Wicked Wicked Games. She's known for Leprechaun 4 in space. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, she's super hot. She, I, I liked her a lot better than Pam Anderson on Home Improvement. Yeah? Yeah. Well, she just felt like more of a character. And not to say that Pam Anderson uh, didn't flesh out her character. She did. But um, I think Heidi had a longer run, too. She did. Oh, way yeah. longer. So they got to develop, to develop it more. So, yeah, I prefer yeah. her. Yeah, we talked about her before. She was yes. in Tales from the Crypt and stuff. Um, so, you know, listen to that episode if, if maybe we said more, if you care. <laughs> oh, and if you want more of the cheese lady in Better Shop Brown, don't forget where we told you to see her, because that's a big deal. That is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kelly thinks 25 years old is old. Uh, I'm sure she doesn't feel that way now. <laughs> I think everybody felt that way, though, when you were like 17, 18. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I remember being in college and freshman year, and there was 18. Right. There was a guy in my math class who was 24 because he had gone into the military first. Right. And then when he got out of the military, he started college. So he was 24 in a room of college freshmen who were like 18. <laughs> and I just remember that everyone was always like, God, he's so old. <laughs> so old. Like any, you know, he was not, but yeah, it's all perception. Yeah. This poor guy served his country. All he wants is an education. Everybody's like, "Oh, the creepy guys here." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's such a weirdo. What's he doing here? Right. Uh, yeah. Okay, R. Kelly, put your hand down. All right, we, we have to give somebody else a chance to answer the question. Let's <laughs> do a toilet seat. <laughs> I want to on you. So, uh, there. These chicks are here to approve of Bud's new look before Kelly turns them in to the professor or whoever whoever teaches that thing. <laughs> he looks absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he looks like the Bride of Leavenworth. He refers to himself as early James Dean. <laughs> early as in what, like fifteenth century? Yeah, like no, I know everything about James Dean, and you look nothing like him. Right. <laughs> Referring to the actor in the federal prison, what does that mean? Oh, the federal prison is Leavenworth. The oh, uh, right. Ron Leavenworth. Oh, well. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Bride of Leavenworth is, okay, I don't know if that's a. He's Bubba's wife in prison? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, what I think right. it means. <clears throat> okay. Unless there is like a, um, another reference to that that I've just. I'm not familiar with. I think that's what it is because that seems like it's a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, it's something. Maybe the like the the bride, the the guy. Maybe they call brides like the guy who gets passed around to all the cells. There's no. I mean, if you just look up Bride of Leavenworth, nothing comes up. So, well, two of these chicks are immediately into Bud. They kiss him to convince him of this. Before they kiss him, though, he thinks they're mocking him. So when they both kiss him on the lips and then they start, like, doing the tug of war with him in the middle, the look on Bud's face, the way it evolves into this smile of, I cannot believe this is reality, and oh my god, there's everything I ever dreamed of smile he puts on his face, is perfect. Yes, I agree. Yeah, then he leaves with all four girls on his arms. (laughs) 
yet, according to the future episode, the wedding episode that we talked about, he's still a virgin. So he he walks out of there with four chicks, and still nothing happens. <laughs> but then he says later on, they're women now. Well, they are referring to the other two girls, but I don't know. What is, like we said, that one girl said, I'll make a man out of him or whatever she said. And now this one, he says he made a woman out of them, but neither one of them meant sex. So I, I really don't know. Um, when we do interview the creators, that has to be the number one question, right? Yeah. Like what was with Bud's virginity? Yeah. Right. So my favorite chick out of the four was the one with the like flowers on her shirt and the black short skirt she had. She was my favorite. But I'll take any one of them. <laughs> hey, how did Buck do? Did he and the girl dog consummate? Well, not exactly. Buck got this really confused look on his face, like he had no idea what to do. I know that look well. <laughs> if I've seen it once, I've seen it once every three months. <laughs> now, Peg, there's $10,000 at stake here. Not nearly enough for what I'm about to do. But if you want to get rich, sometimes you have to get dirty. Peg, let's go upstairs. I want Buck to learn from the best. Peg gets another sex romp that lasts as long as it takes toast to toast. And that includes removing the clothes and putting them back on. Right. How long does it take to make bread toast? I'd say about maybe a minute or 90 seconds tops, right? If you like really light toast, but it's usually like three to five minutes. Uh, here's a little behind the scenes. Uh, we take little breaks here and there on the show, and I just made toast. How long did it take? It took exactly a minute. Now, with that said, every toaster's different. And they, you can set them on different darknesses. So Peg gets two sex points in this episode. Uh, they did it to show Buck how it's done. Now, the only thing Buck got out of it, he he covered his eyes up like Al was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he got that. Um, then all of a sudden, Al is doing like a Playboy thing, which this is weird. It like it clashes with another joke at the end, which is what I use from my opening line. But Al shows Buck a book with pictures of dogs in it, which makes sense. Right. For what we're doing. It's like a Playboy version for Buck. Gotcha. And then, so it kind of clashes with another joke later on, mm. which we'll get to. Okay. Hey, here's a proud beauty, eh, boy? <laughs> Legs that won't quit. Quite a saucy little lilt of the tail. Look at that come-hither look on her snout. Now, what I would do if I were you, next time you hop that brie hard... I just close my eyes and pretend I was bundifying a poodle. <laughs> like, is that like the hottest dog? I mean, well, they're frou frou and feminine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, Al, nice to see you down on all fours, like your forefathers. <laughs> Next, perhaps you could point to a wheel and say, "Me no understand wheel thing." Want to buy some shoes? Yeah. Well, it, it looks like something that come from the Colonel, all right. But you know, but the, uh, the legs are picked clean, and, and I don't see any breasts. <laughs> I laughed so hard when he roasted her on that one. That was so good. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken, we do chicken, right? <laughs> yep, I do love Kentucky Fried Chicken. I, you know, I go through phases in my life where I eat that, and now where I move, there's one, like, sort of down the street, ten minutes away, and man. Oh, my God. I wish we had one close. We have to travel. Yeah. Ah, the potatoes and the gravy and the biscuits. Oh, my God. It's just amazing. The only <laughs> thing I don't like is the getting the breast because it's so big and it's not it's it feels dry to me as i keep eating it like there's right. just so much meat right i like that outside like the crispy skin with my bite right so eventually you're just eating the meat of it and it, it gets a little dry to me but all the other cuts of the chicken i love man oh man that's my favorite i love oh good i'll give you mine next time please do <laughs> 
And now I want some chicken. I know. We're talking about toast. We're talking about KFC. Can you tell we're hungry? <laughs> yeah, what are we watching? The Godfather episode here? <laughs> <laughs> so Bud comes home with two more blondes and is in an even more ridiculous outfit. Um, I just hate everything he's wearing. Right. What, what is he wearing exactly? What period is this? What is he lo- supposed to be looking like? I think it's like 16th century. It's, it's like, like a jester. A Shakespeare mm-hmm. period, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> uh, son, those were girls you were with, right? <laughs> They're women now. <laughs> Now, look, son, I didn't say anything when you were, you know, lilacking around the house the other day or, or yesterday when you were wearing that skirt. Killed dead. Sure, son. Well, tell me something, bud. You, you will be playing baseball again, won't you? Hey, Mom, Dad, did Bud tell you again? Well, not in so many words, but we're not blind. Uh, Al is concerned that Bud is gay. <laughs> Not that. I got an A for making him over. There was some stiff competition, too. This one girl brought in a chimp who was wearing a baseball cap and a pair of polka dot speedos. <laughs> I got the A because my teacher said that I had less raw material to work with. <laughs> well, human for a day, the assignment's over. I gotta get these clothes back to Lapati Poof. <laughs> no way, meals on heels. <laughs> I'm floating on an ocean of babes, and I needs my fishnets. Do you realize that it costs me $25 a day to rent this stuff? Well, that's more than it costs to rent you. (laughs) Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Al. He's just rebelling. I did it myself for a while. Of course, I just drank beer and smoked cigarettes, but then I wasn't rebelling against heterosexuality. (laughs) I love when Jefferson does that. Jefferson's so great. He's so funny because um, he always does that thing where when he talks about, yeah, I remember that, he always puts his hands on the on his sides towards the back and he like grabbing his belt and right. he does that lean back thing like yeah i remember those days uh, <laughs> man uh you know like once like pretty soon bud's gonna have a birthday party for his like 18th birthday and he goes yeah i remember when i was 18 right girls all over the place phone ringing off the hook and then he turns around and looks at the phone it's just sitting there and he goes <laughs> but uh you know but he always does that kind of thing and it's so funny how he like developed that and here it's great too so kelly got an a for the assignment since it's all over with the the meals on heels wants her clothes back because she's paying 25 dollars a day to rent these clothes <laughs> meals on heels <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> finger licking good man finger licking good <laughs> Buck is sleeping with every dog in the neighborhood. So the issue is that he's uh he's exhausted down there, you know? It, I mean, it's like shooting pool with a rope when they when he brings uh, the dog to this brayard. He just can't do it. He's exhausted. Now you felt this way, right, Dan? Exhausted. <laughs> did you ever like did a girl ever want it so many days in a row and you're like, "Okay, yeah, listen, I'd normally kill for this, but it's like five days in a row, sweetie. I need a break. And <laughs> I think everybody gets to that point sometimes. I mean, I don't know about you, but like you get to the point where, yeah, you definitely need a little bit of time just to like. Oh, yeah, imp- some recoup time. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, sometimes they need a day. Al realizes that that's the issue and he tries to break up the sex Buck is having. And it got so bad that Al had bandages on his hands two weeks later. <laughs> he Now, Buck's been locked. You know, we need a day if we've been doing it for five days in a row or so. But Buck, Al felt he needed two weeks. So he's been <laughs> locked in the basement for two weeks. And in those two weeks, here's the joke I didn't like. Here he is, Pat. Looking unintelligent as ever. 
But I tell you, from the looks of my playboys he shredded down there, I say he's ready to rock to the tune of 10 grand. <laughs> Meaning he's horny and that's how hard he's going to go at at a dog when he sees it. Now, the joke where Al's showing him a book of dogs as if that's his playboy is funny. Right. Straight up playboy. Now it's like, well, why would he think a, a normal chick is hot? Or... A human being, you know? Al goes to walk Buck, so Peg decides to mention all the dogs in the neighborhood that are in heat, and uh, Buck understands all of this, and runs to each one, even though God only knows how far away he is by the time she mentions the next one, but he still hears it and comes back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if he's running down the street already, and Peg says that on the couch, is he really hearing this? Exactly. Peg mentions the McGinty's again. I mean, they just love the McGinty's on this show. Yes. Al gets dragged back and forth in the backyard. So obviously it's Buck holding, like, uh, dragging a a dummy across the the backyard. But (laughs) I got to say, I don't know, the speed he does it at and and Al's yelling along with it, it really doesn't look fake in any major way. Yeah, this isn't like the dummy that fell off the roof. No. Yeah. It's done well. Right. Um, But is still wearing these outfits now. And this hot babe is all over him, climbs on top of him, starts making out with him. And even Peg is laughing at these clothes that Bud is wearing. So what are these girls into exactly? Like what? How come nobody sees it but these girls? That's the mystery that maybe you're supposed to be trying to wonder that's what i was thinking yeah and it gets answered Mm -hmm. but at this time i'm thinking like well why why does anyone think this is hot why are all these girls into him but we we find out (laughs) (laughs) well it's been a while since your daddy took buck to do the deed that ten thousand bucks should be on the way (laughs) well that's good mom because i'm running low on (laughs) lemay Did they reinstitute the draft or something? <laughs> He's here. We're rich. Yes. Oh, Al, give me that check. Honey, this isn't a check for $10,000. This is a bill for $10,000. If you look a little closer, you'll see it's a bill for $100,000. <laughs> you see, Buck was ready, all right. <laughs> a little bit more ready than Our Lady of Astoria. Or should I say, the late lady of a story? To death, Al? (laughs) And beyond, Peg. So the part where where Al's, where she says, to death, Al, and he says, and beyond. Now we're getting into necrophilia, right? Because that means that he did it till she died and kept doing it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Either that or, like, Toy Story characters. <laughs> <laughs> so just think. Think of what can be done. You could... The implications... Buck Lightyear. <laughs> the implications you can make on television are incredible. You could just say words like, and beyond. Right. And that's it. Right. And so what you're really saying is what I just said. But that's all you have to say. It's how he said it, too. Right. <laughs> and beyond. Yeah, as if he was horrified. Right. And beyond, Peg. Um, yeah, the guy must have loved that, that dude who came to the front door. So Bud gets the reality check uh, when Al doesn't get the check. Uh, excuse me. So you're not getting a cut of $10,000? Well, no, but what difference does that make when we have what we have? Have that. Fine. There's plenty more where you came from, babe. So she was never into these stupid clothes. It's just that, if you recall, when Kelly's friends are over, the modeling friends, they mention to her about her cut of that $10,000 check, remember? And that's when she says, yeah, I gotta save it for the big 2-5. Right, right. So that that lets you know that it's out there, that that news has spread already. Right. Mm -hmm. And... No matter what Bud was wearing, they were going to do this to him. Mm-hmm. 
because they wanted a little taste. Exactly, yeah, right? <laughs> you know, he just happened to start wearing these stupid clothes at the exact same time that that news got around. Exactly. When this girl dumps him, and then they go out, and apparently, like, all the girls who were into him are standing outside his house for some reason. <laughs> he didn't get the money. Let's burn it! <laughs> What's it now? Let's burn it! What's it now? If you're wondering why they're out there, I put it together that I guess they were all wanting to be the first one to convince him to give it all to them. That they were all kind of hanging out there once they all heard, you know, they're going to go try again with the dog. And then Al's going to come home with this check. So they were all out there waiting, hoping Al had, had that check when he got home. So they were hoping to get to Bud first to get the, a larger chunk of the, the cash. Mm-hmm. That's why they would all be out there. Otherwise, it's just a, a dumb TV thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So they all attack Bud, and you can see the clothes getting ripped to pieces. <laughs> so Al and Peg have a, an amazing moment, which is the greatest way to end this episode. Ah, oh, honey, don't be sad. The worst thing that happened is that we owe another hundred grand. I mean, what are they going to do? Garnish your paycheck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or yours. (laughs) (laughs) You know, going to the kids' college fund? (laughs) (laughs) We're a retirement (laughs) 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 Or our life insurance? It's just like, whatever. Right. And as they do this, it's so genuine and so well done and thought out that when Al is like, <laughs> you know, Peg, you always know to make me feel you know, better about whatever. <laughs> yeah. I honestly felt better myself. Right. Just right. hearing it. Right. Before that, though, everyone thinks Al's going to be going to prison mm-hmm. because of this. Right. After Kelly tells Al that she'll give him her share of the money after suggesting that he'll be in prison for not being able to pay off the bill, he tells her, I'll miss you the most. Oh, I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. Uh, Referring, of course, to Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz, who had no brain. (laughs) And a head full of straw. And there's a little goof or something when Al comes home. Yeah, he comes home and he opens the door and then closes it behind him. It remains closed. And then later the door is seen open again, which doesn't make any sense because no one has gone over there. And then Peg goes and closes the door, at which point it then remains closed again. I guess that was uh, just so we could see the Bud's clothes flying around when the girls were rooming. Yeah, I mean, there was it obviously needed to be open at that point, but so I'm guessing Al, maybe he wasn't supposed to close the door when he came in and they didn't fix that. I don't know. Yeah. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right, time to rate this episode, Buck the Stud, the season finale. So, Dan, how many times are you going to get dragged through the backyard by Buck out of five for this episode? Uh, I'm going back and forth uh, four times. Um, I I really did like this episode. Um, You know, it being the season finale, too, um, I'm glad that 
they brought it back to the house. Um, they they kept it pretty uh, contained in a sense, but at the same time, they had a lot of different guests. Um, it was very Buck Central, but it wasn't, if that makes sense. Like, it was more about the family as opposed to, you know, um, a previous episode that we've done um, on Buck. So I liked how I thought, like, everybody got – a, an equal amount of screen time, at least as far as the Bundys are concerned. Um, I loved Al's joke against Marcy. That was hilarious. Like that was just a laugh out loud moment. Um, hmm. Like you said too, uh, much like the last episode with how this one ended with, with the whole buck incident, um, mm-hmm. pretty dark again. <laughs> and, and, and just a reflection of the show in general where, you know, like you don't necessarily, you, you can just imply it. And the implications alone are pretty messed up. And like like what, what you said, though, about um, like literally laughing about their situation at this point because they've been in so many situations like this before. Like it, and, yeah. And they never let it defeat them. And, and not only that, that they can laugh about it. And, you know, when you think about Married with Children, I've never really thought about it like this deeply. But when you just said that, like that's really what it is, right? Um, they're making the best of of their situation, uh, as horrible as it is sometimes, and a lot of times it's self inflicted. And hey, if that's not true to life, I don't know what is. So, um, so yeah, a, a great way to uh, to end the season, a great end to the episode, and uh, seeing those those guest stars, uh, Heidi from Home Improvement, and then Principal Snyder, which <laughs> just blew my mind to be honest with you, because um, Buffy was one of my favorite shows growing up, and he was he. Was was just the worst he's just the absolute worst so uh four out of five i absolutely uh i dug this episode a lot and um and yeah it was a great season guys yeah 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 uh jamie how many times are you gonna get dragged across the backyard back and forth by buck out of five for this episode Going in, like, right before Dan gave his explanation, I was a little bit lower with my rating, and, but then after Dan talked, it kind of raised it up a little bit. Oh. Oh. Because I do think this was a funny episode, and I think there were a lot of cool things going on. I just don't feel like it's all that strong as a, as a season closer. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, this feels like it could be in the middle of the season somewhere. Especially after what we just came off of. Right. Yeah, I mean, two two parters in a row. Right. And then this. So right. it just seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I'm just – I'm going to get dragged like three and a half times and maybe just have him drop me off at the door on the last run. Um, easy access because like it does have some really good moments it does have some funny stuff (laughs) and i do enjoy watching it i just feel like it's not a very strong closer so i'm gonna go with that okay i will be dragged the full four times so i'll end up somewhere in the side of the house (laughs) uh yeah this is a, a classic episode to me it's great, great material. The the B story of Bud with these clothes and these chicks, it's weird. I, I want to love it because I always love anything with hot girls and stuff. But I just find it very irritating to look at these stupid clothes he's wearing. And, right. you know, he knows they're stupid when he first puts them on. And and then once he gets this reaction, he stops thinking that. And then him and him embracing them makes me even angrier. <laughs> and, right. and you know, so stuff. So it's like, but then once you realize the punch of that whole entire fiasco is that the girls really never cared about any of that. It was only the check cut he was going to get, you know. So, <laughs> so that's kind of funny. It kind of adds even uh, more to it. So. So that was cool. The whole Buck thing was great. I like when they focus on Buck once in a while. Right. It was an interesting premise. It was cool to see the Bundys almost... It, they always almost succeed in this get it, getting out of our, our miserable rut of life uh, you know, scenario. Yeah, it's very close to real life. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that never works out for them. So you always figure, how will it not work out? Oh, the buck couldn't perform, didn't know what to do, blah, blah. So they make a joke about that, that, you know, watch us, buck, which is very odd. That's something we kind of glossed over. Like, you're having a dog watch you have sex? You're performing for a dog? 
Like, could you really even perform with a dog watching you? No, cannot, and would kick the dog out every time. <laughs> right. So it's like, uh, that's just dark in itself. And then the ending, oh my God. And then the necrophilia, like, wow. <laughs> I'm not saying Buck's into necrophilia. I'm sure he didn't even, he didn't keep going because the dog was dead. He just happened to keep going because he was so worked up. He didn't um, realize. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even realize it. So, yeah, and then the ending, them laughing on the couch is just perfect, perfect ending. I agree with Jamie. It's not a great season closer, especially right. to a season that's this good. Um, this is like the the final peak of Married with Children to a lot of people. Like I said, listen, a lot of people still love all that's going to happen for the next six seasons. Mm-hmm. They're going to love it because it really builds the world of Married with Children, like I said, with the shoes, more shoe store stuff, more pull high, more four touchdowns. Uh, you get no ma'am. You get the nudie bar. You're going to get a lot of things that is synonymous with Married with Children. And that mm-hmm. happens more in the later seasons. Right. But there's just people who believe that this is the end of the golden years, like season Two through five is the golden years of Married with Children. Right. I'm actually very interested because we've talked about this a lot too, not only on the show but off and with exactly what with what you just said. And somebody from my perspective going into it, going into the rest of the series here, I am interested to see where these changes take place, like what is so different about these episodes, you know, automatically, I think, well, maybe it just becomes more cartoony. I, I honestly have no idea. I know that I've seen episodes before that I but you didn't know what season you were watching, though. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I know that later seasons like you can just tell. So so watching them episode by episode in chronological order like that, it should be very interesting to see Um where it went wrong, not only, but like what what were the things that are different, you know? Yeah. How what's if the styles have changed, if this has changed, that's changed, you know? Mm-hmm. It's weird doing this show. I'm amazed at how well everything is holding up, and it makes me like these things more. Like I've liked more episodes more than I've liked episodes less doing this show. Right. Yeah. You know, like things I didn't really care about that much, I really appreciated through the exploration we're doing. Yeah, I could. I totally agree with that too. And it's also fun going over a show like this um, when initially you don't think that there's going to be much to talk about. <laughs> like, like how many times have we gone into it? We're like, okay, we have all this information on the show, and we, we just watched it, and there's definitely. But uh, is there enough for a uh, for a show? And it's very interesting to me that we've done episodes on all of these episodes and and it's been a blast and like just the themes that we cover and consistencies inconsistencies on this show like Mm -hmm. character development like things that are out of character it's just it's a really fun show to explore and i think one of the main things one of the main reasons why is because it doesn't take itself too seriously right you know and i was amazed that the show held up so well under scrutiny, but what's even more amazing is how well it holds up, like, if it ages and things like that. And I think the reason I appreciate it so much more even through doing this is because we need a show like this again. hmm You know, to be on a regular network. Right. You know, this shouldn't be stuff that you can only watch on Netflix or, you know, uh, F. X at night at 11 o'clock at night or right we need this type of material now just to be out there for consumption in the regular right in the regular yeah yeah it's pretty incredible how it's holding up so guys uh next week you gotta join patreon uh i know there's most of our audience is a holdout i don't know how you keep skipping all these shows because we're <laughs> yeah. putting <clears throat> we're putting so much into those exclusives because we know that people are donating five bucks to hear it mm-hmm. and five dollars for like a hundred and whatever episodes is not really a lot mm-hmm. i mean it's not asking anything <laughs> and the point of not asking anything is that if everybody does it then it works out right so not it asking everyone for twenty dollars to hear exclusive shows is is ridiculous and sure three people might do it and we'll get the same money we get now but that's not really we don't want a, 
have it that high. It's just ridiculous, and it's just like it's just a suggestion. Uh, support the show. A lot goes into it. We bought new microphones. We bought new editing material to make the show better. We're we're bought. I, I bought pornos that we're going to review. The Mayor with Children <laughs> pornos. Those cost money. Can you write that off on your taxes? <laughs> yeah, I bought the Mayor with Children porno parodies so that we could review it. Is that a tax write off? <laughs> and I, you know, I want to say too, though, it being 2019, you know, with social media these days, man. The group page is off the hook. You know, we're in, we've, we've been doing podcasting for a while, but the responses that we get in that group page, man, everybody's so awesome and mm-hmm. so engaged. And I love when people, you know, pick up on things that, um, you know, of, of our podcast, not only the Married with Children show, but our podcast. And, and you know, it's, uh, it feels good. It, it, it's an, it's a nice thing to know that not only, to people, you know, listen to us, but but they dig what we're doing. So, like, thank you for everyone for for being like so engaged because it brings this whole other element to it. You know, um, it just bring, it just kind of changes the game, puts everybody in the same place uh, where you should be. So, check out the Married with Children podcast page if you haven't already. Yeah, one thousand one hundred plus members. Yep, and a lot of active ones too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, yeah, join Patreon because our next show will be there. And if you join Patreon, not only will you hear the Season 5 wrap-up show, you could hear the Season uh, season 3 wrap-up show. You'll hear the Season 4 wrap-up show. You'll hear the Steve Goodbye show. You'll hear Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead review. So good. Thank you, Katrina. (laughs) You'll hear the Top of the Heap uh, review we did that you just missed. (laughs) So much more. There's video commentaries that Jerry does with patrons of the show. You could be on our show if you're a patron because Jerry will do a video commentary with you of your choice that of an episode we already reviewed. Get on Patreon and then we'll see you next week. If not, if you want to hold on to that five smackaroos, then we'll see you in two weeks <laughs> to <laughs> review the first episode of Season 6, Married with Children. Yes. Yay. Yep. See you then.